0: This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, today is Healing Sunday, amen? And uh, I don't know about you, but we need, I, I want to walk in divine health. How many people want to walk in divine health, amen? And But we do live in a natural world. And how many people have natural bodies out here? Amen. So, and, and, and our natural bodies are subject to the elements of this world, aren't they? They are subject. And, you know, you can't run your body down. Amen? Your bodies are mortal. So, you're going to have to learn to uh, rest and take some R&R every once in a while. So, you need to make sure you're taking care of the tabernacle, taking care of your body. It's a temple of the Holy Spirit. So, um, so, so my title of my sermon is Healing through fasting and prayer. And uh, so that, I think that's a good title because fasting is a, par, is a powerful spiritual practice that I believe, if done correctly, will put the cutting edge on your faith. So fasting can cut, put the cutting edge on your... How many people need to have, you know, would like to walk in... Stronger faith amen, amen. i, I don 't know about you, but I, I want I want to you know I want to do what jesus I want to raise the dead amen, I would like to walk on water i, I would like to I would like to do some of the miracles, I like to calm the storms when it 's raining, I like to say you know if i 'm going somewhere, rain stop amen in Jesus name, I want to see more miracles. How many people want to see more miracles, more of God, like I said last week, more in 24? Yeah. Yes. And I believe that God has more for us in 24. So, so I believe fasting can put the cutting edge on our faith. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> and we know that all things are possible with God, and all things are possible with those who believe. So I'm going to say this, if we're having some kind of hindrance in our prayer life in receiving something from God, it's, it's, it's not God's fault. Oh, I'm, can I get out of the seat today? It's, it's, there's not a problem with God giving it to us. Where the problem relies, if we're having any problems in, rec- in, in, in getting anything wrong, it, the problem is in us receiving. Okay? So we got to make sure that we, that we get into a place where we can, I like to say, get under the spout where the glory comes out. Have you ever heard that before? Uh, see, in this fast that we're going into... I'm hoping that you are going to position yourself, I'm I'm, I'm talking today, that you're going to position yourself to get under the spout where the glory comes out. In other words, I want to see more glory, not only in my life through this fast, but I want to see more glory in your lives. I want to, how many people could stand to have more God in your life? I'm telling you, more God is always more good. I need more God because I don't know about you, but I, like, I, I deal with flesh. I have a body. I deal with flesh. I deal with emotions. I deal with feelings. I deal with feelings that want to run me down to the ground. Anybody ever have feelings that, that just, just tell you that, you know, just because yesterday was a rainy day and um you know, sometimes I get negative when it's when it's raining outside, but but for some reason I don't know. I fasted on Friday and I, I did a real fast. I didn't drink coffee, amen. And I I did it on water. And um, but I was positive in the rain yesterday. I felt like the man singing in the rain. You know, I was doing stuff and I was going, I was cleaning out my car and it was raining. And I was like, what a glorious day i tell you, you can't let your circumstances dictate your attitude. Amen. Amen. I mean, you can't let your... See, what's the difference between fasting and starving? And you might say, there's no difference, Pastor. <laughs> fasting is starving. Well, it's not really starving. Fasting starving is your environment controlling you, That's right. right? Your environment is telling you you can't eat. But fasting is you controlling your environment. <clears throat> somebody needs a somebody needs to X that or is it tweet that? Or whatever. But but fasting is you controlling your environment. You're controlling what's coming in. You're controlling your environment. Jesus controlled his environment. And I believe that you can control your environment. I remember Brother Hagin was with a minister that had diabetes, and Brother Hagin said, uh, and they were traveling together as ministers, and Brother Hagin says as long, and he would have to check his sugar or whatever, what the diabetes people do, and he says, as long as you're with me, you will never register any sugar, And uh, because, I, because Brother Hagin was strong in faith and healing, and the guy and, and the, his, his minister friend would check, he said, you know what, I never registered any sugar. Around you, Why? His faith was strong and healing, and his faith dominated, I'm preaching today, dominated even the atmosphere of other people. Your faith can dominate, oh man, I'm preaching today, I know it's a high level. Your faith can dominate your family. Your faith can dominate at your workplace. Your, are you hearing what I'm saying today? Your faith can make the difference wherever you go. In other words, you are the light of the world, you are the salt of the earth. You are an agent of change. Mm-hmm. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? And so, and so, so really the key for, for our breakthrough, because some of us have been dealing with long-term ailments. We've been just dealing with it for a while, but it's time for the breakthrough. It's time to see God move, amen? So how is God going to move? It's through our faith. Our faith, faith unhindered can move mountains. Faith unhindered <coughs> can move mountains. Mark eleven twenty two through twenty four. Uh, Jesus, right before that, he cursed a fig tree. He spoke words to it, and he said, "No man will eat fruit of you." And then the next day, that tree was withered. So that talks to us about the power of our words. Death and life are, are in the power of the tongue. And so if you believe it's going to be a good day, it's going to be a good day. If you believe it's going to be a bad day, it's going to be a bad day. So, so you, you choose this day how you're going to make it. In other words, life is a self-fulfilling prophecy. In other words, you need need to start prophesying the promises of God. Like, this year is going to be an Ephesians 3.23 year. Abundantly above more than I can ask or think according to the power that works within me. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? We got to get back to faith. We got to get back to believing. We got to get back to expecting God to do the impossible. Can God do the impossible? He can do the impossible. Well, I don't have very much. You don't need very much. I don't have that much. Well, well didn't Jesus said, all you need is a mustard seed grain of faith? A, a, a mustard seed of faith? A mustard seed is one of the smallest seeds. You can barely see it. But just a mustard seed of faith can move the mountain. Okay? So, so let's read this. It says here, so Jesus... So so Peter was excited about the tree being cursed through words because your words will dominate your future. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. It begins with having faith in God. (coughs) Or it really reads it this way, Have the God kind of faith. For surely I say to you, this is the God kind of faith. Whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea. And does not doubt in his heart, but believe those things he says will be done. He will have whatsoever he says. Therefore, I say to you, what things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So we see here in this mountain moving faith that Jesus is talking about that we all can have. By speaking to our mountains, the mountain is the problem that we may be encountering. But, but your faith can level that mountain. And you just need to speak grace to your mountains. Amen? <clears throat> and what he says in here is that what will hinder your mountain-moving faith, what will hinder you from receiving your breakthrough from God, is doubt. If you doubt you will do without. If you believe, you will receive. You will receive. And so he's saying here that, that doubt will hinder our faith. So, so a lot of times, this physical world that we live in, we can tend to be more prone to believing our senses or the circumstances more than what the Word of God says at times. So sometimes the way our body feels our body is always speaking to us, but you need to speak back to it. When your body speaks to you, you need to speak back to it. Glory to God. You need to, like Jesus spoke to the tree. You need to speak to your body. Amen? And so, and so we, we all, and I don't, it doesn't matter how close you are to God, we all can deal with uh, uh, doubt Sometimes in our lives and we got to be very careful with doubt, not believing that God can move in this circumstance or this situation or in this uh, season in our life. God is already on the move. Your eyes have to be open to it. I'm going to say that again. God is already on the move. Listen, we're on a 21 day fast based on Daniel's fast. And Daniel prayed, and when the angel came 21 days later, the angel said to, to uh, Daniel, God heard your prayer the first day and dispatched an angel the first day. So God heard the prayer. God is already on the move on your prayers. But your eyes have to be open to it. And so, and so what it was, it was a demonic force That was hindering Daniel from receiving. You have demonic uh, forces trying to keep you from walking in health, wholeness, soundness. The demonic forces are doing everything they can to get you to focus on your circumstances and your symptoms that you're dealing with. Let every man be a liar and God's word be true. Let every symptom that attacks our body be a lie for the pit of hell. And let God's word, by Jesus' stripes, I am healed. Let that be true. You've got to make sure that that's true in your life. I'm not saying to, uh, to not uh, identify the problem. I'm saying to speak to your problem. I'm not saying to ignore your problem. I'm saying to speak to the mountain. Amen. It's, it's not mind science. It's not saying I don't have this, I don't have this, I don't have I don't have a cough. No, you say by Jesus Christ I'm healed. You don't say what you don't have, you say what you do have. You call those things that be not as though they were. As though they were. And so and so this is interesting. You can be close to God and still deal with doubt. That's amazing to me. You can read your Bible. You could be in a great faith service like today and you could walk out here in not three minutes the devil's going to hit you on the side of the head and say, look at this, look at that. And you could be down and depressed. Amen. Amen. You could be in, you know, and we got to make sure that our switch of faith stays on. What's your switch of faith? The expectation zone. You got to stay expectant that God is moving no matter what is happening in your life. So, so we have a, uh, an account with Zechariah. And he was more in tune with his circumstances than with the Lord. And in Zechariah, uh, in Luke, <coughs> let me read this account. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zechariah, at his division of Abijah. His wife was the daughter of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God. Walking in all his commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. That's powerful. That's powerful. What this is saying was that these people were doing all the right things. They were walking with God, they were blameless, they were doing they were going to church, they were paying their tithes, they were praying, they were doing good deeds, they were doing everything right, but yet Elizabeth was barren. You can be doing everything right. And there can be some barrenness in your life. But God doesn't want you to stay barren. Amen. And so it says, uh, so while he was serving as a priest before God in the order of the division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord and the whole multitude of the people was praying outside at the hour of incense. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him standing at the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, He was troubled and fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John, and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and he shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He also will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb." He will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, to the disobedient to the wisdom, and the just to make ready the people to prepare the Lord. And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? Think about this. Zechariah was a priest, he, he was doing everything right, he was faithful. I believe his faithfulness got him his miracle. And then he questions the angel, and he says, how shall I know for this? And then he starts talking circumstances, for I'm an old man. My wife is advanced in years. And the angel said to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute, not able to speak until the day these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time, this is powerful. Some people say that the angel uh, did it, and he did a miracle by shutting Zachariah's mouth, and Zechariah could not speak until the child was born. And some people say, "Well, that was judgment on Zachariah." No, that was God's mercy. Yeah. That wasn't God's judgment. That that what the angel did was it was God's mercy. Because God wanted to see the miracle in their lives. And he knew if Zechariah kept speaking negative, it could short circuit the blessing of God in their lives. So really, it wasn't a judgment from the angel. It was a blessing that the angel shut his mouth because loose lips can sink ships. And sometimes we need to learn just to be quiet. Now think about this. Think about this: the art of silence is a great art. That's why God gives us two ears and one mouth. And I'm going to say this: that remember when when uh, Joshua was going to take, <coughs> excuse me was going to take the city uh, uh, Jericho, and Jericho was an impregnable city, was probably one of the toughest cities to take. Think about this. God took them to the hardest city to take. And God had them walk around the city and not say anything. On the last day, seven times. He said, don't speak a word. And even the first six days, they weren't even supposed to say anything. They were supposed to be quiet. Think about that. And, uh, And so, but when God told them to say something, that's when the walls came down. I'm going to say this, in your fast, God, God's going to, you're going to get so sensitive to the Spirit of God that when He whispers something to you and you speak it, it's going to happen. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? In this fast, uh, uh, I believe that, that we need to, to, to not be like Zacharias uh, in unbelief, but we need to be believing. We need not to have our feelings or opinions to, uh, to control us, but we just need to be controlled by the Word of God. So what does fasting do? Fasting disconnects us to the natural realms and puts us in a spiritual realm so where we can sense the presence of God and hear His voice more clearly. I want to say this, that God is always speaking But are we listening? God is always speaking. See, and and I'm going to say this. Your body's speaking. The world's speaking. You know, there's a lot of chatter out here. There are a lot of voices out here that want to be heard. we got to shut down the voices of this world and amp up the voice of God. Can I get a witness in the house today? This is what happened to Elijah. We talked about him last week. And Elijah was too connected to his feelings. He was too connected to the circumstances and situations that he was dealing with. Elijah was running for his life because Jezebel threatened his life. He was running in fear. And God doesn't want us running in fear. He doesn't want us running nervous. He wants us running in faith. You see, when David came after Goliath, he wasn't running in fear He was running in faith. He ran towards Goliath. I'm going to say this. Through this fasting and prayer time, this 21 days, you're not going to be running from the devil. You're going to be running towards the devil. You're going to be doing, you're going to be moving in a place where the devil's going to be scared to be even around you. Can I get a witness in the house today? Elijah was running, but he was, uh, he ended up in a place Uh, where he ran in a cave. (coughs) And fear and doubt will always put us in the caves of life. And he ended up in a cave. Let's read this in 1 Kings. It says, And there he went into a cave, and he spent the night in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said to him, Uh, This is God speaking to him now, because now he was fasting, and now he's beginning to hear the voice of the Lord He's beginning to hear the whispers of God. I'm going to say this. God doesn't speak in a shout. He speaks in a whisper. Amen. 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 And it says here, what are you doing here, Elijah? And Elijah is going to speak. Now Elijah is going to speak his feelings. And he says, so, so Elijah says to the Lord, I have been very zealous for you, the, the, the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel and have forsaken your covenant, and torn down your altars, and killed your prophets, and the sworn. And I am left, and they seek to kill me too. They seek my life as well. And uh, and so so now, so so, God is asking, him, why are you in this cave? And and now uh, uh, we have Eli- Elijah telling telling God. His circumstances, how he feels, you know, that he's the only one that's worshiping God. And then let's drop down to verse 11. Then he said, uh, "Then the Lord said, go out, stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And it says a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake, And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. Notice that. I'm going to say this, that the devil will try to make a lot of noise. The devil is in the wind, in the earthquake, and in the fire, but God is in the still, small voices of your lives. Amen. So, so in, in fasting, I believe uh, Elijah wasn't moved by the fire. He wasn't moved by the by the uh, earthquake. He wasn't moved by the wind, but he was moved by the by the Spirit of the Lord speaking to him. As we fast and pray, I believe we're going to experience healing breakthrough in our lives, healing deliverance through uh, through listening and hearing the voice of God, more clearly. I'm going to say this. God is always speaking, but are we listening? Now let's look at this verse because I really believe this is powerful. And I believe that this could be your theme verse for the new year. You ready for your theme verse for the new year? You know, I have to give you one, right? It's the first message of the new year. Isaiah 43, 19. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it and know it, and will you not give heed to it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in your desert. Notice this, and Isaiah is prophesying this, that God wants to do something new in our lives, but he says, do you perceive it? Do you know that God is doing something? Are you aware of it? Are you aware that God is moving? Are you aware that he's doing some things? Are you aware of it? Are you perceiving it? So, so, so what we need to do, we need to get in a place where we can perceive the movements of God so we can cooperate with Him when He wants to move. Can I get a witness in the house today? So we, if, we, if we are not perceptive to the whispers of God, we may miss our opportunity to see the breakthrough in our lives. May I say that again? If we are not perceptive in the whispers of God, we may miss our opportunity to see the breakthroughs in our lives. Man, my preaching is better than your amen Glory to God. Amen. All I I know is I need to hear God better. I don't know about you, but man, I, I make mistakes. Anybody make mistakes out here? Amen. My, my brother Larry says, no, not me. <laughs> and, uh, and so we all mess up every once in a while. We make mistakes. We don't do the right things. We have, anybody ever have a bad call? Ever have a bad call? You just, you just didn't make the right call. Amen? Uh, but, but I want to make less and less mistakes. If you're hearing God more clearly... And God's leading you see see, the children, see, the, the, the children of God are led by the Spirit of God. Amen. The sons of God are led by His spirit. Yes. And see, but carnal Christians are driven by their flesh. Spiritual Christians are led by their spirit. Carnal Christians are driven by their flesh. Amen? Remember I told you that time that I was watching TV? This was years ago. I don't watch too much TV now. I don't watch it at all anymore. And I was watching TV. Pastures growing. And uh, I was watching TV, and they had that commercial out, the Little Thick Hamburger from Hardee's, the Little Thick Burger. And it just kept coming on, the Little Thick Burger. And I'm thinking, man, i got to get me a Little Thick Burger. (laughs) And every time that commercial comes on, man, i got to get to Hardee's. Man, I mean, I just started thinking, the Little Thick Burger little thick burger. I found myself eating that little thick burger, and it wasn't that great. It wasn't what they made it out to be. Amen. I ended up at Hardee's eating that little thick burger. <laughs> <laughs> little thick burger. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying today? But it wasn't all that. It wasn't what they I want to say this that that the things that the devil tempts you in really isn't all that. What the devil tempts you all the all the glitz and the glamour and the and, uh, and the candy of this life is nothing compared to the glory of God. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying today? And I'm saying, you know, I, I, and I say this, if you have a sweet tooth, you're addicted to sugar. If you've got to have sweets, you have an addiction to sugar. And I, can I say this to you today? Man, I'm, can I meddle a little bit today? Uh, sugar isn't food. It doesn't do you, it doesn't, health-wise, sugar is not really good for you. Amen. amen. Don't, don't, don't take off on me yet. I know, don't, I, I know, you know, that sugar demon will, will visit you in the morning. Amen. amen. So you got to be very careful with sugar, amen. So, so fasting is the key to drawing close to God and making Jesus' word more real to us. So, so the second key, the first key is that we need to fast. To hear the whispers of God. The second key here is that we need a fast to draw closer to God. How many people need to draw closer to God? How many people are as close to God as you think you're ever going to be? Hopefully you don't think that you have arrived. Hopefully you believe you can get a little deeper in God. Remember Jesus said, launch out uh, in the deep. Amen. God wants us going deeper. There's too many shallow Christians in the body of Christ. And we need, to get, we need to get deep in God. Somebody say to your neighbor, go deeper. Amen. And we need to go deeper in God. In this fast, we're going to go deeper in God. And I believe that in this fast, that, that we're going to be drawn closer to God ever before. Amen. So, so we need to have a, a greater revelation uh, of God, so when we get a greater revelation of God, and when God becomes more real to us, Amen. Then, then I believe that we're going to see our healing manifest more quickly. In Luke five thirty three and thirty five, it says here, this is a great fasting uh, scripture. It says, then they said to him, talking to Jesus, why do the disciples of John fast and often and make prayers, and likewise those of the Pharisees, but your, yours, but yours eat and drink. And he said to them, Can you make the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, then then they will fast in those days. So what Jesus was saying was that they might have been some people, I'm not too sure if these were the Pharisees or if these were John's disciples asking Jesus why isn't Jesus' disciples fasting while Jesus is leading them. And Jesus is saying, Listen, you know they don't need a fast because I'm with them if they have a question I can answer it if they have a need I can meet it if they, if they need if they if if somebody's sick in the family I can heal it so jesus they had jesus at their beck and call they didn't need a fast But Jesus said when he goes to heaven, there might be times, I'm preaching to somebody today, where we might need to sense the presence of God in a greater way. I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel dull in my walk with God. Sometimes I feel dead. Sometimes I don't don't feel alive. And I need to feel God. I know we walk by faith and not by feelings. But I like to sense the presence of God. I want to feel the cool breeze of the Holy Spirit blow over me. Glory to God. Amen. And I need that. I need a greater revelation of God. And so, and so when, we need, when we get that greater revelation, we're connecting more to the supernatural and we're disconnecting to the natural. Amen. So, so another example of fasting and prayer that will put us on the cutting edge. Let's look at this. I've been there, ministered this a lot for our fasting uh, uh, series. It says here uh, in Mark nine seventeen through 29, Then one of the crowd answered and said, Teacher, I brought you my son who has mute spirit, and whatever it seizes him, it throws him down, he foams at his mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I spoke to you disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. And he he answered and said, now this is interesting. This man had a problem. His son had a demonic spirit that was causing him to be thrown in the water and in the fire. And he he took Jesus' disciples, nine of them, because three of them was up on the top of the mountain with Jesus earlier. And they tried to cast this demon out and they could not do it. And, 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 so, and so he's telling Jesus, Jesus, your disciples could not do anything with my son. And Jesus answers this way, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. So Jesus <coughs> wasn't commending his disciples. In other words, he was rebuking his disciples because they lacked faith. In other words, Jesus is a faith Christ. He is a faith Messiah. He is a faith Savior. He walks by faith. And so when he he was saying, because Jesus actually commissioned his disciples to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. But for some reason, the disciples was allowing the, the noise of the devil to speak louder than the word of God. And then, they, then look, it says here, Then they brought him, and when he saw him, immediately the Spirit convulsed him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed and foamed in his mouth. As soon as Jesus said, Bring the boy here, the devil acted up. Anytime you start trying to stand on the Word of God... Anytime you start standing and believing and fasting and praying, the devil's going to start acting up. It's going to get worse before it gets better. I hate to tell you that. A lot of times it gets worse. Why? Because if you're fasting and praying, you're shaking up some devils and you're about ready to gain some territory. They already have some territory and you're about ready to kick them out of your territory. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? Man, I'm going to have to get this CD for myself. <laughs> Glory to God. So, so, uh, so they brought him, and, and notice the devil. Then he asked, notice this, that Jesus wasn't moved by the charades that the devil did with the kid. J- J- Jesus says, so he asked the father, how long has this been happening to him? He didn't even, even pay attention to what the devil was doing to the kid. And he said, from childhood, and often he has thrown them both in the fire and the water to destroy them. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And immediately the father said to the child, cried out, said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. So this man was crying out in his desperation. And I'm going to say this, you can have scared faith and your faith still can work. I'm going to say that again. You can have scared faith and your faith still can work. Glory to God. When Jesus saw the people, he came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to him, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him, enter him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, came out of him, and he became as one dead So the many said, he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he came to the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? So he said to them, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Now, what I want to ask you a question today, uh, are you dealing with any impasse in your life? Are you dealing with any prayer that you haven't seen answered in your life? Are you are you dealing with issues in your life that ha, that has not been resolved? You might want to try fasting and prayer. You might want to because 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 it sounds like to me Jesus is saying this type of demonic attack cannot be delivered unless you fast and pray, unless you get serious, yes. unless you're willing to do something. Out of the ordinary. And yes, you're willing to go without food. Amen. If you're going to see the break, uh, breakthrough in miracles in your lives and your families, you need to get desperate. Desperate people, amen, uh, uh, will do desperate things. And sometimes you got to get, if you're going to get a breakthrough in your life, look at your neighbor and say, get desperate. Get desperate. You've got to get desperate you got to get desperate. Maybe you're believing God for a breakthrough, and the reason why you haven't seen it, that breakthrough yet, is because you're not desperate enough. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody today. I I, I found a definition of desperate. Desperate is involving or employing extreme measures in an attempt to escape defeat or frustration. Listen to that. I'm going to read that one more time. Desperate involves or employing extreme measures in an attempt to escape defeat or frustration. If you try praying, confessing, and haven't seen results, you might need to employ fasting and prayer. I like what Jesus said in Matthew. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of he- heaven suffers violence, and the violent takes it by force. Getting desperate is getting violent with your faith. We must get violent faith at times to see God move in our lives. Or what, when are you going to get so worked up where you say, i got to have my healing. i got to have my deliverance. i got to have my breakthrough. When you get that kind of ferocity, when you get that kind of strength, you will not, it will not be held back from you. I remember the year I got married. I said, that's it. This is the year I'm getting married. I, I was, uh, and I was believing God for a wife. I said, that's it. I'm believing God. And I, and I, and I, and I got in prayer. I got in, in belief. And I started thanking God. Not, see, see, there's two keys to mountain moving faith. One is not doubting. Two is believing that you already have it. She says, you believe that you receive that you already have it. The problem with some of our faith is we keep asking God for it when he has already given it to us. Your your healing is already given. Instead of asking Him for your healing, start thanking Him for your healing. Start thanking Him for the stripes of Jesus. The the price has already been paid. We just need to receive it, glory to God. So I'm going to say this. You must get desperate for for what you're believing God for. And many people in the Bible that receive miracles from God was desperate. The lady with the issue of blood, she was desperate. She went out. She pressed through uh, the crowd to touch the hem of Jesus' garment. Blind Bartimaeus was desperate. They couldn't shut him up. They told him to be quiet and he kept speaking out louder. Son of David, have mercy on me. Until he got Jesus' attention. Sometimes you just need to get loud in your faith. Glory to God. Now, I'm trying to close this down. Amen. Let me give you uh, some benefits to fasting. Uh, That's why you should be taking on fasting and prayer for the next 21 days. Uh, Number one, it's in Isaiah 58, 6. Is this not the fast that I have chosen? Number one, the fast to loosen the bonds of wickedness. What is the bonds of wickedness, you may ask? We need to fast, which means humbling ourselves before God... To get rid of self-reliance, to get rid of self-centeredness, and to get rid of any sins that's holding us back from seeing the best that God has for us. Again, we need to loose, the fasting will cause the bonds of wickedness to be loose in our lives. You may say, I don't have any sin in my life. Are you self-reliant? Do you believe more in yourself than you do in God? Are you, are you self-centered? Are you more focused on yourself than others? Do you have any sins in your life? You might need to start fasting. You need to break the power of Satan off of your life. Number two, fasting will undo heavy burdens. And uh, it says here, heavy burdens to deactivate, the, the heavy burdens are what I declare, what, I, what I, I, I believe is the cares of this life. So fasting will deactivate the cares of this life which can be heavy burdens on our lives. In other words, worry. If we start fasting and, 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 and doubt is, is, is unbelief, but within that doubt, there's worry. Believing something negative is, worry is believing something negative is, is, is going to happen. So fasting will undo the heavy burdens, will deactivate cares in our lives. Fasting will, will let the oppressed go free. To break sickness off of people's lives. Sometimes you might need to fast for somebody else. What, Pastor? You mean, instead of fasting for myself, you're saying that I should fast for somebody else? Well, if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and, and, and humble myself, and that, that word humble means fast because, because David humbled himself with fasting, humble himself, pray, turn from your wicked ways, seek the Lord he will hear from heaven and he will heal our land. Our land needs to be healed, glory to God. You might need some neighbors that night to, be, to need to be saved. Well, try fasting and praying for them. Pastor, that's going way out there. Well, you know, do you really want to see them saved? Then you need to put the edge on your faith. Number four, break every yoke. Fasting breaks Every yoke. Why? Because Jesus, when he went through the wilderness, the Bible said he came out in the power of the Spirit. And so Jesus went into the wilderness, fasted for 40 days, and then God empowered him to do his ministry. So, so I believe when you're fasting and praying uh, that it will break every yoke of body. Because the Bible says it's the anointing that destroys the yoke of body. How many people want more anointing in your life? Amen. It's, you know what? Some people try to get anointing by getting famous preachers to pray for them. But you're going to have to get your own anointing. You might need a... Fast and pray and seek God. And, and you'll find that the greatest people that, that ever walked on this planet in faith were people that fast and prayed. Amen? In Isaiah 58, eight, it says, Your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. I love these benefits. So I'm telling you today, and I'm trying to encourage you today, get involved Seek God. Seek to, to, for, for your faith to have an edge. Seek to hear God more clearly. Seek uh, to be closer to God. To have, to, to have a, more of a revelation of God's Word. Uh, uh, seek God in desperation that He can bring that promise to come to pass in your life. you believe it today? If you believe it, just say yes and Amen. Amen. Let's go in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your mercies and for your goodness and for your love. And I thank you, Father God, that we're just one prayer away. We're one word away. One word from God can change our destinies. And Father, we're believing that you're going to whisper words to us within the next 21 days that will radically change our lives, that will position us for the breakthrough. And I thank you, Father God, for those that are in the house today, those watching online. Perhaps you never made a decision for Jesus. Well, the Bible says today is a day of salvation. You may not have another chance. If God's moving on your heartstrings, just pray this prayer after me and mean your heart. Say, Dear God, I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe Jesus was raised from the dead. Jesus I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.